Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Somehow, some way, all you crazy people have talked me into already looking at 2022 NFL best ball. I even did a draft the other day. I don't know what that says about me. Maybe more importantly, I don't know what that says about you guys, that this is something that you're interested in. But we're already deep into the weeds on 2022 best ball drafts. So I figured, why not? Why not? Brighten early. Let's let's get out ahead of these crazy, crazy ADPs and start talking about 2022. We're all already thinking about it. So there's no better time than the present to start drafting for 2022. Friday, Friday is draft day on Spike Week. So we're going to get a little bit crazy and start talking some 2022. Let's get it. time we're here if you're watching and you would like to join in the draft i already hopped in to a five dollar make sure they do have slow drafts so make sure you get into the fast draft i am in the five dollar underdog 2022 fast draft as you see as you can see here so we'll see if we can get this get this thing filled i will post it in the discord right away need three more three more for five dollar fast draft we'll see if we can get three more people to join us here two more people so hopefully we can get this puppy fan filled okay well that was easy you guys are crazy you guys are just as crazy as just as crazy as me shout out idp army i agree got the rep in the rep in the billikens today Repping, repping my slew Billikens. So we got the 102. Let's see who we all got in here. Obviously, Silas. I We have Silas in, in the chat. Silas is in here. Um, Eagles, of course. Shane, Flea. I believe AJ Burns. I believe I've seen you, Chase. So we got a lot of people in here. We got a lot of people maybe watching, hopefully watching. Otherwise, a lot of people from the community. I'm excited. I'm, I'm actually, uh, look at that. You find out on a stream that you got your experience badge, Silas. That's that's sweet. I'm trying to get to the red one. I don't even know what the, what the, um, yeah, wow, Paul. I see you in like all the drafts of all the streamers because you're very smart because as uh, Silas says, Drafting with streamers is very plus EV. I know Paul takes advantage of that EV quite well. I see him on. <sighs> now here's my question. I'm really debating. I got 20 seconds left, obviously. Really debating whether CMC or Cooper Cup is my 102. And because I'm a man, I'm a brand, I'm a brand guy. I love CMC. But we're going to take Cooper Cup. Let's have a little bit of fun here. I agree, I think, with the industry consensus that Jonathan Taylor is the 101. 
I personally think it's CMC or Cooper Cup at two, and then it's kind of open. It's got it's kind of open um, after that, and we will definitely get into more of that 2022 stuff in the coming you know the coming weeks. Um, I want to see if I can. Uh, that looks terrible. This is a little better. This is a little better. You guys don't really need to see my ugly mug anyway, but this way we can see see the screen a little bit better. Um, Bernard, welcome. You're the 101. I watch most streams. Just don't ever chat in. Thank you. Thank you for popping in. Thank you for joining the draft. And of course, thank you for, for watching. If you guys have not already, which I'm sure most of you guys already have, if you can hit the like button, Trying to, I'm trying to do a little more of my, uh, you know, promotion. Hit the like button, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, it would be very, very much appreciated. But so I just, I started on my 2022 rankings, and um, the one thing I will say about the like first round running back type of thing, you know, you guys know me. I'm a, you know, a, a wide receiver guy, and I really, really like these these top end wide receivers this year, like uh, for 2022. Um, obviously what Cooper cup did, you know, we had Jamar chase, Justin Jefferson. I, I still like Devonte Adams kind of, I, I think if I was a betting man that Devonte Adams is going to be playing with Aaron Rodgers in one way or another in 2022, that's kind of my current bet, right? I mean, it's not even February yet, but that's kind of my current stance on the situation. And so, no, no matter where they play, that means I'm going to like Devontae Adams. I'm a little lighter on, we see here, um, the top of the wide receiver pool. I'm a little lighter, like on Debo. But, I mean, I don't exactly have anything super negative to say about Debo. Love Diggs. Love A.J. Brown. Still in on CD. D.K. Metcalf. You know, Waddle. All these guys. T. I love all the these kind of first few round wide receivers. The issue that I really, really started to find, and, and some of this will will definitely change, Right. We're going to get a we're going to get rookies put into the rookie running backs put into the pool here, Um, obviously, after the, uh, you know, before the NFL draft on underdog. But like for the the main drafts after the NFL draft, we will obviously get rookie running backs, which is going to beef up the pool a little bit. And there are there are some decent um, drafts or uh, backs in this draft class. However, um, you know, at the top end right now, at really the entire pool, but definitely at the top end right now, I find it to be incredibly weak, like incredibly weak. And so in particular on underdog, I do think I'm going to, you know, more than I probably normally would prioritize um, a little bit of an early of an early running back. However, um, soon, there we go. Rudman in the chat with, with soon on the, uh, pending the incoming new drafts with the rookies um, soon to be rookies. So as it, like, that was the, you know, I'm definitely not done with like 2022 rankings. I am certainly not done with anything um, in terms of like a strategy or strong player takes at all for 2022, nowhere near that. But the first thing that I have absolutely really started to feel strongly as I started to put together some just some basic early rankings is just how bad running back is right and so um part of that means to me that the guys at the top I I want to prioritize right obviously JT CMC um Hurl just took Javante Williams I love Javante Williams you know even like the the Swifts and Gibsons and you know I, I part of me said part of it says I would like to prioritize those guys when we know how kind of weak running back is on the flip side we now have 20 round drafts and the weakness at the top technically does mean that mid to late round guys are going to pop up if the top is so weak that means there's there's going to be running backs that come up can we necessarily predict at this stage you know not even february exactly who they're going to be no, probably probably not. But we in twenty rounds we do get a few more. You know, we do have a few more bullets in our chamber to take shots on these these running backs, and you're going to get like kind of tons of shakeups and stuff. And you kind of you know being wide receiver heavy will allow you to. Now I say I say I want to be wide receiver heavy, but I'm taking Antonio Gibson. But that'll that will allow me, as you guys probably know, for you know quite a while now, like kind of anchor running back is very often my preferred 
strategy. I'm still in on Antonio Gibson. Um, there's a lot of still concerns for sure about Antonio Gibson making a big bet on him, you know, as a two, three turn pick this year. Well, definitely, you know, you're going to need JD McKissick to be gone and you're going to need, you know, you're going to need some help from the football team. Big time. McKissick needs to be gone. So he needs to take on some more responsibility in the passing game. Um, I think I'm going to take CD here. Yeah. We'll talk about CD in a second too. Um, with Gibson though, I'm, I do think at this current cost, I'm going to be back on him again in 2022. We'll see what kind of, you know, his, his value is definitely going to change a lot depending on what they do in the NFL draft, what they do in free agency. Obviously they need a quarterback upgrade. They need offensive line upgrades. So they really need to make a lot of investment in the offense in order for Antonio Gibson to really have that legendary upside. That's what we saw this year, right? Like he was valuable when he got that role. It's just the team situation was so bad for him. Once Fitzpatrick got hurt and the offensive line was, was terrible and the team was just terrible. They quit basically at, uh, at the end of, of the season. Um, yeah, I'll talk. Uh, so we'll pivot now to uh, Steve says, I can't take CD over uh, Mark Andrews. And I think that's an interesting discussion because uh, I can obviously and did. I am probably going to be um, not fading Mark Andrews by any stretch of the imagination, but I don't, I'm Mark Andrews is a guy I'll probably at this current cost come into the year a little bit lighter on. He's a stud. There's no, um, there's no denying at all. Um, Mark Andrews talent and upside and all of that. But we kind of see this every year, right? The Darren Waller breakout, Darren Waller monster season breakout, that tight end gets steamed all the way up. And now I know Waller got hurt, but he was not paying off before he got hurt. Part of why Mark Andrews was paying off is you could argue part of it is, is Tyler Hunt was Tyler Huntley. You know, he was, he was having a good year with Lamar. He was not having this, he was not having the, the what he did to close the year. The other part is they went, they were pass heavy. The Ravens were like a passing team in um, 2021. That's not what they want to be. Their defense completely collapsed, right? They had injuries galore. They were trotting out an XFL secondary and just injuries galore. They lost JK Dubbins. They lost Gus Edwards. They're running Latavius Murray in week 18 or whatever. You know, they were, uh, they turned into a bad football team. You know, there's no Lamar. And so, um, I think, uh, yeah, so Andrew, Andrew, uh, Steven says, I'm going to push back on this a little bit. Andrew's breakout was directly correlated to Snapshare, though, and you can point to Hertz leaving as the cause. And I don't think that that's entirely true. Andrew's breakout was also correlated, directly correlated with other factors that may not continue in 2022, like their pass rate, like the team situation, right? Like the, the broken running game. Um, He's, he's always been a great efficiency player, but now you're counting on all of those things on a team that wants to be a run first team. You're counting on the volume to, to continue at a higher cost. If he was back for fifth round or whatever, absolutely. But now you're buying him at the two, three turn. And I'm not as excited about that. He'll be a guy for sure for me at this cost that like, I don't want to have zero in my portfolio by any stretch of the imagination, but I also want to be very cognizant of buying high um, when there are some definite regression variables. Um, right. This is what I'm saying. If you purse on a per snap basis, he's good. He has always been good two years ago. That's why. So this is, this is actually the exact point about Mark Andrews. We pegged him as a breakout the year, not this past year, the year before, because of the efficiency. We, the efficiency has always been there for Mark Andrews. That has never been a question. A little bit of drops two years ago. Um, but efficiency, he's been an incredible efficiency player for his entire career, basically. The issue is the, the, is the situation. Now, he broke out in 2021 for a monster year because the situation around him essentially crumbled. <laughs> they had Devonta Freeman and Latavius Murray. They couldn't run the ball. The defense was horrible, which led to them having to throw more. And the offense just became more of a passing offense. If they revert back, you're still going to have the efficiency. But you need more than just the efficiency at the two, three turn. You need, you know, borderline Travis Kelsey-esque volume. And I, that, those are, 
I talked a lot about that in the off season about like kind of betting against um, projectable volume. And um, at this new cost, that's definitely a concern for me with Andrews. We definitely have a wide receiver room here. I see, as you see at the top of the, uh, let me adjust this really quick. At the top of the board, Lockett. Lockett is definitely very concerning with the, I can't believe I'm going to take a run, another running back here, I think. You want to talk about, uh, actually, mm, 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 I think I have Jacobs ahead of, of uh, ETN, but I'm, I'm going to take ETN here just because uh, for the brand, for the brand. Exactly, Silas. I am high T. Um, yeah, uh, good point. Hurst was gone two years ago. Um, now I'm about to just go with this crazy running back draft because I hate you guys. I can't. I, you can't. You guys cannot do this to me. But we're gonna do it. Here we go, baby. High T season. So we start Antonio Gibson, or excuse me, we start Cooper Cup. Antonio Gibson, C.D. Lamb, Travis Etienne, Josh Jacobs. It's really funny that in the first 2022 draft, I'll do a guy that I made a lot of jokes about. Josh Jacobs um, is a guy that I draft in the running back dead zone. But um, I actually kind of and Josh Jacobs is a very funny, funny one to me where the market is like kind of, you know, back out on him, if, if you will. And I think we saw a lot of things. If the Raiders situation can improve, they started to finally use him in the passing game, which is what, which has been a concern for such a long period of time with Josh Jacobs down the stretch, getting used in the passing game. Um, And if the Raiders offense can take a step, you know, the Henry Ruggs thing hurt their entire offense. Um, Good question. So I could have taken Amari Cooper over, over one of those, one of those running backs. And to answer the question, Silas asks, are you stacking less in non-tournament drafts? Um, I wouldn't say stacking less, but I'm definitely not, um, you know, totally going out of my way, particularly early in in drafts in these these non-tournaments. Um, you know, the tournament thing aspect, obviously, with the, you know, meme, three uncorrelated tournaments, three uncorrelated DFS tournaments at the end in order to try to take down one of the, you know, BBM three or whatever um, that we end up getting the, the stacking becomes so much more important because you're going to need that, you know, the correlated upside on, on those weeks to beat large amounts of people, large amount, not even just large amounts of people, right. But large amounts of unbelievable teams. Look at all the teams that made it to the final of, of BBM two. They're also good. So that stacking is extremely important. Um, I am not, you know, avoiding it, but um, I'm not forcing it either. And I'm at this stage, um, you know, I haven't developed all of my thoughts on um, wide receiver for sure. I've been a little bit more looking at running backs, which is weird, but uh, I do, I'm, I'm so-so on Amari. P- partly, I, I do think that Gallup, um, I, I think Gallup might come back after the ACL tear on like a one year sort of prove it deal. I don't, you know, I'm not sure that someone in free agency after it totally injury riddled, right. He was hurt before the the ACL. He didn't really do anything um, to earn much of a contract throughout the entire year. And so I think Gallup, I, I, that's where I'm leaning right now is that Gallup might come back. Um, and so in the exact same situation, Amari is fine. Amari is, is definitely fine. I'm, I'm going to have for sure Amari in my portfolio, but I still prefer CD. Call me. Maybe I'm just, uh, you know, Charlie Brown, Lucy with the football with CD Lamb because they clearly showed no interest in prioritizing him like we see teams like the Bengals do with, um, with uh, Jamar Chase. But maybe – Maybe Kellen Moore is gone. Maybe we get a new OC that does prioritize CD. Maybe CD just kind of, you know, Amari's getting older, breaking down, hasn't been super productive. CD is pretty much always productive when they get him the football. I'm, I just want to, I just want to be in on CD Lamb basically, and and I'm so so on Amari Cooper. Um, 
Yeah, I haven't I haven't gotten a chance to look um, as much as I want to into wide receiver free agency. So that's definitely something we're gonna be doing a lot of shows and stuff over the course of this offseason with um, with NFL stuff. Like, you know, I know that it's the offseason. We're about to hit the offseason in a few weeks, but there's a lot of that stuff. I think that'll be fun to talk through. Um free agency, obviously the drafts and prospect profiles and fits and coordinator changes and all those different things um, that we'll really want to dive into. I'm very fascinated. The Allen Robinson thing, I think is the most fascinating um, wide receiver situation in terms of free agency, just because of what happened to him this year. You know, there's, I see all sides with the Allen Robinson situation. It being the bears were just a, a stone cold disaster I see arguments for him simply regressing in, uh, this year, and maybe it's kind of over for Allen Robinson. But I also see, you know, maybe gets to a new place and um, kind of turns back the clock a little bit here. And so he's a fascinating one for me. And we'll have definitely Will Fuller, right? Michael Gallup, obviously. We'll have tons of of those guys to discuss. Yeah, Amari was definitely used uh, as as the one at at the end of the year. Like I was kind of talking about it. Troy Aikman kind of made it famous, right? That uh, here we go. You guys are gonna laugh now. I'm gonna do a four running back team with my guy Devin Singletary. So no more running backs for me. No more running backs for the rest of this draft. I don't have to talk about. Uh, I don't have to talk about Darrington Evans on the first on the first stream because I'm we're we're with I've turned full robust bro full rb bro also because I'm going to queue up Ayuk I am going to queue up Robert Woods I'm not going to queue up Odell ooh What just happened with, I want to take Robert Woods. Fingers. Just like removed him from my, from my screen. Yeah. Great question. What are your bye weeks looking like? That is an excellent, excellent question. We need the schedule already. We, we need to be discussing to, to be discussing bye weeks. Um, so we'll hit this one before um, I want to talk about, because um He'll be gone now before he gets back to me, but I almost took Jerry Judy, but we'll talk about that one. I'm sure we will talk about the Broncos far too much, but Steven says Pep Hamilton to the bears is pretty interesting. Maybe there's hope for fields. Yeah, I totally agree. I'm very excited about Pep and fields and the bears situation. You know, I think a Rob will be gone, but I think they will prioritize. I think they will prioritize their offense here um, in the off season and building around fields. Mooney really took us. I thought Mooney looked great this year and took, a big step. Dave Montgomery is a fine running back. Cole Komet obviously is the tight end of the future. And I think he can play. Um, and so they just need to get some, you know, a couple more weapons on offense and beef up the offensive line. And they have a good, you know, Pep has, Pep has been awesome. Pep has been awesome. Um, taking some of these young quarterbacks, what Herbert and, and Davis Mills to, to, you know, really early in their careers, really improve. Um, and so, you know, I'm, 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 I'm bullish on the bears again, same thing. I'm going to be uh Charlie Brown, Lucy with the football in 2022 on Justin Fields and the bears probably. And I'm ready to be hurt again. I'm ready to be hurt again. Yeah. Mooney went, I like, I, I, I like Mooney. Uh, Mooney is a guy though, that I am a little concerned with like what happens in, in, in free agency, because like Silas says here, like I would love to see Mike Williams go to the bears and that would be, that would be really, really interesting. Um, Michael Williams is such a unique player. You know, Fields and Dalton and crew did not force the ball to Allen Robinson. And Mike Williams is a guy that Justin Herbert frequently talked about. Um, uh, there's a quote that I always, uh, Ben Gretsch always reminds me of. He brought it up a few times this year when we did our Sunday morning DFS shows on Roto-Grinders that my, Justin Herbert had a quote that was like, I have to make sure to remind myself to just throw the ball to Mike Williams sometimes, even when he's not open, because Mike Williams really doesn't get separation. It's not his game. You know, I don't want to compare it to, to, I don't want to compare him to, to like a DeAndre Hopkins. Cause he's not as good as obviously as, 
DeAndre Hopkins, but sort of that style of player. You know, he's not like this crazy short to intermediate route runner. You kind of got to just trust him, right? And trust him in the back shoulder game. Trust him when he's covered down the field to just go make plays for you and that kind of thing. And, um, you know, we saw what happens when Herbert just kind of force fed it to Mike Williams. And so in turn, it's a weird, funny fit because Fields has been so far a little bit more of a see it thrower type of a guy. And Mike Williams is never a see it wide receiver, really. He's a trust him type of, of wide receiver. And he's very good at that. But um, it's an interesting it's an interesting fit. But I would like in terms of the explosiveness of the offense and the upside of the offense. Yeah, I mean, Fields, Mooney and Justin uh, Fields, Mooney and Mike Williams would be would be pretty fun. I'm, I'm interested to see. I mean, Mike Williams, you would have to think would want to come back to the Chargers and the Chargers would probably want Mike Williams back. Um, money, obviously, is is part of it. But uh, I'm very interested to see what happens with Mike, Mike Williams. I do want to start looking here a little bit to QC Tom Brady at the top here. And that is a guy that I am. Uh, there's a Rob. That's really funny. And there's, I need to unclick running or yeah. Unclick running back. Cause running back is done for me. Um, the uh, Eagles takes it. I, I just want to, we'll just bounce around to whoever people pick Eagles takes Miles Sanders. I really actually like Miles Sanders at this, at this cost. People are totally out on him and it's really, you know, he got banged up again which is definitely part of the concern, but that son of a Silas. <sighs> Silas, Silas, Silas. That is just, that is just absolutely unnecessary. All right. I'm going to take Cortland Sutton. We're going to bet on a, uh, we're going to bet on an Aaron Rodgers. We're going to bet on an Aaron Rodgers. Uh, We're just going to take this entire turn here and bet on an Aaron Rodgers to Denver situation. <laughs> Silas says, bring on the pain. If you're listening to the audio, um, which I imagine the draft stream audio has to be a little bit painful, but thank you for listening. If you're listening, Silas says, bring on the pain because he is picking right in front of me um, at the 8-9 turn, and I was ready to take Trey Lance, and he took Trey Lance. And he said he wanted Hurts and Hurts went. So totally, totally get it. Paul says, yeah, yeah. The first Paul, Paul, um, I was inverted on underdog said, now you know how it feels, Eric, because in our, in my first 2022 draft that I did the other day, Paul was in it and I sniped him <laughs> on, on Trey Lance. Um, so we are through, um, Eight and a half rounds. I'm through. I'm through nine rounds. And if you are listening on the audio, I can pull up the board here really quickly. And I from the 102 went Cooper Cup, Antonio Gibson, CD Lamb, Travis Etienne, Josh Jacobs, Devin Singletary. So I went the full robust RB bro strat here, and I am going to load up on wide receivers and only take. Those four running backs after Devin Singletary, it went to Robert Woods in the seventh round, who I'm really excited about Robert Woods at at this cost. And I just now realized that I probably should have taken Stafford there, but that's okay. I should have taken Stafford there over Sutton and, and Fant, but that's all right. You can stack. I can stack the Rams offense without Stafford. Anyway, took Robert Woods in the seventh round. I think Robert Woods is going to come back to the Rams and be the same old Robert Woods. Um and maybe even steal a little bit. I think he's a little bit more of a target earner. This sounds crazy than Odell. Odell. Odell's been freaking awesome, by the way, for the Rams. Um, but I don't think they're going to bring Odell back when Woods comes back. And um, I think Woods steps right back in. And like we were taking Cup and Woods around the same range. I think I was taking Cup over Woods. So um, I guess shout out to me. Not like, you know, whatever. But um you know, the market was valuing uh, Cup and Woods like really similarly last year. And now and now Woods is going in the seventh and Cooper Cup's a, you know, first round pick. Of course, Cup has earned that. And I do agree that um, Woods should fall a little bit. But to this, ex- you know, to this extent down to the seventh, I think is, is you know, 
mostly just being scared of uncertainty. So take Robert Woods in the seventh and then come back at the eight, nine turn. Like I said, um, I, I do, I do want to bet on this Aaron Rodgers to Denver situation. Um, and so that's, that's something that I'm into. That's something that I, I think has a fairly strong likelihood of happening. And even if it doesn't, the thing about the Denver situation is they have outs to plenty of other quarterback upgrades, right? Russ could go there. Deshaun Watson could come back and go there. There's, there's plenty of, of ways for this quarterback situation to get better. So just in general, I like these Broncos guys. I, I meant to talk about it earlier with Jerry Judy. I'm definitely very bullish on, on, on Jerry Judy. Um, I do think we've seen some rumors floated that like, you know, Judy could be the guy that actually gets shipped out of there for uh, for Devonte and Aaron Rodgers in a trade. So, um, yeah, Silas says also Kirk Cousins. Um, you know, some people have mentioned like Derek. People might be interested in Derek Carr. I think Derek Carr would be an upgrade for the Broncos. Like, I'm not even a big Derek Carr like truther or anything like that, but I think that he would absolutely be an upgrade for that offense. And so I think there's just a lot of paths to these really, really talented Broncos, all of the skill players, not even just the receivers, Javante as well. There's a, there's a path to all of those guys being just super undervalued. And I'm still totally buying Cortland Sutton as a football player. I'm absolutely buying no Fant as a football player. So. should pull up the board and see god damn it i keep accidentally i want to click off of running back and i keep clicking on to running back every time there we go i love that brady is falling here because uh if you hadn't seen i posted a tweet uh earlier today i think earlier today um about how the brady and gronk adps are pretty interesting because uh Ooh, here we go. Quarterback is quite, is getting not great here. Nah, I'm okay with these quarterbacks. Um, let's see. So top of the board, it's like Hunter Henry, Tyler Higby. I think, I think I'm going to buy back on, on DJ Chark here. Going to buy back on DJ Chark. You know, uh, we did the Visca thing. Um, we did the Visca thing, obviously, in the offseason, and Marvin Jones is getting older. Chark is going to come back from an injury, and, you know, I'm not totally sold on DJ Chark as, like, a monster target hog, but, hog, but all the opportunity in the world exists for him. Yeah, so I think, I think I'm going to pass on quarterback again here. And either go to Higby, Higby, Comet. Not too interested in Logan Thomas. Not super in. Do, do, do. Yeah, I, I got to take Wolf Fuller. I just, I just can't imagine that Wolf Fuller doesn't end up somewhere where the upside of him in the 11th round isn't worth it. Maybe maybe I am totally wrong. We aren't talk we weren't talking about a devastating leg injury. We were talking about a finger injury and and you know wasted his entire season away in Miami. I imagine he tries to go somewhere else to get a fresh start. I imagine he's possibly looking at some <laughs> Silas we have triggered Silas in the chat because apparently he was uh, he was looking for Will Fuller there. Jameson says the wide receiver won in the eleventh. I just again I've mentioned this on multiple players, right? On the Bears and on Antonio Gibson and on CD Lamb. I'm ready to be heard again on Will Fuller. Call me crazy. It's super early. We'll see what happens, right? Where he ends up. He could end up somewhere that some of our excitement is um, lessened. But I mean, man, Will Fuller in the 11th round, you know, when 
wherever he goes, like, I'm not even sure how much this, you know, unless he goes and pl- plays somewhere with, you know, I don't know. I'm trying to even think of like a quarterback or something that would be truly awful for him. You know, you'd have to go and play with like the bears of, of last year or something like that for like, he could go back to the Texans. And I think we'd be, we would be fine with Davis mills. Right. I just think that there's not really a situation where we're not going to feel good about Will Fuller at this ADP, you know, it's just uncertainty and a down year that obviously led to this, this current cost. Eagles joins the chat. Eagles is, as I mentioned earlier, in this in this draft. And he said, I didn't even realize you had a live stream of this draft. And I am here for the sniping. Now, this is a sniper's dream in this draft. Silas has done it to me. I have done it to Silas. Um, somebody else was in here mentioning uh, Silas got sniped on on Hertz. Um, doo, doo, doo. Trying to scroll the chat. And I don't know. There was something else. A um, couple other points, because this was around the uh, the the spot that Kadarius Tony goes a little bit ago. Steven says Tony will probably be awesome for the five games he plays in. I, I think Tony is a it's a de- it's a pretty pretty decent pick. We were, you know anybody that was not interested in Tony in the seventeenth eighteenth round last year, I think, was proven fairly clearly wrong um, that he definitely has the ability to be a good fantasy contributor when he's on the field. Now, as Steven says, there are issues about him being on the field. He was hurt in college. He's hurt in the NFL frequently. He's kind of maybe a crazy person, right? He got ejected from a game. You know, there are maybe some issues with Kadarius Tony. However, <clears throat> as a fantasy asset, even in the totally dysfunctional New York Giants situation of last year he was he was contributing when he was on the field and so i like him as well in that area of the draft what do you think of albert abui kunam i forget how to alberto as a tight end three in the last round seems like he has real upside with injury or trade 100 percent, totally totally agree love alberto as a late round tight end um he could get traded he could just be useful as a tight end two even with Fant, you know, if they get the quarterback upgrade. Um, and if Fant goes down, he's a tight end one. Almost no matter of of who's at quarterback, right? So I think he's I think he's very interesting. Tony was my number one exposure last year, so that felt so good slash bad. Yeah, uh, the highs were really high. Having Tony as your highest on player, the highs were really, really high. You felt, you know, after what the one game he put up, 10 catches for hundred something yards and a touchdown. You're like, you feel it's euphoria. You know, you feel like you've hit the lottery and then, and then you get the bad side of Kadarius Tony. Boy, we have hit a quarterback. Um, absolutely hilarious. <laughs> Russell Russell Gage. We're going to have some conversations about Russell Gage and Robbie. Damn it. Silas. We, so if if you've missed it, Silas has been doing some, has already started doing some awesome content for for Spike Week. I'm very excited for all the work that he is going to end up doing. So you know what? I just took Tom Brady. I just took Tom Brady. Hold on, I got to uh, time out. Time out, somebody. Um, now, I think I might take Tannehill, actually. Tannehill or Tua. Let me just queue up some guys. Tannehill, Tua. Logan Thomas is actually kind of interesting this deep into the draft. I took Brady. Let's... Let's do that. Let's do Logan Thomas. In the 13th round, um, I feel okay with Logan Thomas. You know, let's let's look at tight end really quick. So there's um, Uzoma in this this breakout, Robert Tunyon, Dan Arnold, Gerald Everett, Evan Ingram, Jared Cook, Brevin Jordan, Adam Troutman, and Joku Janu. There's Alberto, as Steven brought up. You know, tight end is 
it's pretty brutal as usual as we get into into the later rounds. And so I think my my personal take is once Logan Thomas gets back, um, gets back healthy, which you know I guess is the concern coming off the ACL or whatever he had. Um, once Logan Thomas gets healthy, that I'm I'm not really concerned about him getting back his role now. You know his role was what propelled him into what the eighth or ninth round or whatever it was in drafts last year. And he was a little bit overdrafted because you were just counting on this guy playing hundred percent of snaps and not really earning that many targets um, in a, a, a sketchy situation. Now in the 13th round, I, I'm, I feel pretty good about buying back on someone like Logan Thomas. Silas says, Evan Ingram is such an interesting free agent candidate. That's a, that is a really good point. Evan Ingram is one of those guys that, you know, we have been like almost like this is this is a probably a bad comp, but it, it's fresh. It's top of mind because we were just talking about him. It's almost like the Michael Gallup thing at tight end. You know, obviously the path that got them to disappointment is very, very different. However, Ingram has just been the guy we think we know is talented. He's certainly athletic. I don't know if he's ta- I don't know if he's a talented football player but we know he's athletic, you know, measurables, athleticism. He absolutely has in spades. So we've been waiting for him to do something on the football field for a long time. Now is that is the disappointment of Evan Ingram because of the giant stench because of Daniel Jones, terrible offense, Jason Garrett, Joe judge, right? The list goes on. The giants have been a disaster the entire time that Evan Ingram has been there. Is it that? And, and, and he hasn't helped himself. You know, he, he still could have played better. But is it Evan Ingram that is the problem? And as Silas says, he goes somewhere in free agency and he's, shocker, still Evan Ingram and not doing anything? Or is it we have a pretty talented football player that maybe goes to a situation, right, where they what – if, what if he got the, the Zach Ertz volume in Arizona, right? Evan Ingram goes to Arizona and he you put him into Zach Ertz's role. Right. Like, would you want him where he's going right now? I mean, I would. <laughs> I would like to buy that shot. I'm just throwing out a rain. You know, I don't I'm not saying I'm expecting him to go to Arizona, but I think it's a, a very interesting situation because it's a guy we believe to be talented. Same thing. We believe to be Michael. Uh, we believe Michael Gallup to be talented for sure. I think he's pretty much proven he's talented, but he just hasn't quite done it. You know, we just can't get over the hump with some of these guys. Man, how the mighty have fallen with LaVisca. Do you guys think so Antonio Brown, if you're if you're not watching on YouTube, Antonio Brown is at the top of the queue. Here. Do you guys think Antonio Brown plays in the NFL in the chat? Do you think Antonio Brown plays in the NFL in 2022? Obviously not going to play with the Bucks. But do you think somebody picks up Antonio Brown? So to this point, my 14th round pick, and again, if you're not watching, or even if you are watching, uh, Underdog has gone to 20 round drafts here. And so I'm about to approach the 1411. It's the 11th pick of the 14th round. I have one quarterback, Tom Brady. I was really, really hoping that you guys would not scoop up all these quarterbacks that just went. So that is um, not great. The top quarterbacks... Left on the board are Carson Wentz, who I don't even know is going to be a starting quarterback next year. Matt Ryan, Baker Mayfield, Jared Goff, Daniel Jones, Jameis Winston, Jimmy G. You know, it gets real. It's bad. It's really bad. Um, But I got some options. I have nine seconds left on the clock. I am going to take Donovan Peoples-Jones. Still buying the Donovan Peoples-Jones talent. For sure. And there's a couple other wide receivers I like here. <clears throat> yeah, in five, this, I asked about 2022, but and Isaiah McKenzie goes. Uh, we'll talk about Isaiah McKenzie in, uh, in, in a second. But Eagle says the Chiefs will take a shot on Antonio Brown in five years, just like they did with uh, Josh Gordon. 
So I took Donovan Peoples-Jones and Sterling Shepard. Um, Sterling Shepard is just a good football player. And I just want to, you know, we're, we're so far out from the, the – I also want to look up uh, – Sterling Shepard signed a four-year, forty-one million. So he is not a free agent. Okay, cool. Um, Sterling Shepard, I just think is a fairly good football player. He was a good pick last year, in like basically the same range, maybe a little bit, a little bit higher. And um, so when I when you go super robust running back, right? I'm just piling up wide receivers. We're just piling up wide receivers, and so. Just give me the guy that I know. I mean, he's going to play when he's if, if he's healthy. Uh, the Giants' situation is a little bit concerning for sure, but um, as Silas says in the chat, he just needs to stay healthy. If Sterling Shepard stays healthy, he exceeds a 15th round draft pick. Facts, like just point blank period. Point blank period. I know um, some very smart like underdog drafters were taking a lot of Sterling Shepard last year. And um, more than I was. And um, I think he was he was a total smash, like an absolute smash, uh, obviously, until he got hurt. So, yeah, Shepard has an Achilles. I've stopped. Honest, honest to God, I'm not saying this is right. I have stopped worrying about basically any injury that we've thought was like. Uh, a serious issue. ACL, these guys are back in six months. Cam Akers tore his Achilles in the summer. He's going to play like every snap like next week in the conference championship. <laughs> I, I'm not saying that the Achilles doesn't matter because it does, but like, I don't know, man. Cam Akers looks totally fine to me. <laughs> and he's not very far removed from tearing his Achilles. So I'm just you know, you're going to miss sometimes. Sometimes it is going to be a, an injury that is long-term an issue for these guys. Maybe it is for Shepard, but like, I don't know. You you tell me how to figure it out because Cam Akers just played like 80% of snaps in a playoff game, like six months off of an Achilles tear. <laughs> it's wild, wild stuff. But yeah, roll the dice with Daniel Jones. I do. I, let's go to... Brian Dayball is what uh, Stephen is mentioning. And uh, just scrolling back through the chat. Sorry. Um, I think Dayball is probably going to Miami is what is the latest I'm, I'm hearing. <laughs> I can't imagine he wants to take the Giants job, I guess. You know, there are, there's work. There are definitely work. The Giants, it doesn't maybe seem like it, but the Giants have – Saquon Barkley, Kenny Galladay, Sterling Shepard, Kadarius Toney. There's talent on this offense. It wasn't that long ago that this was a competent team. They've obviously utterly collapsed. But I don't know. If if anybody can turn Daniel Jones and that crew around, you know, maybe they maybe they pick up uh a tight end or something, which is a segue into Eagle says the tight end free agents, Gasecki, Schultz, Gronk, and Joku, Ertz, Everett, Ingram, excuse me, Mo Alley, and Joku. Very interesting as last round. Oh, and Joku and Mo Alley are interesting. Yeah, Mo Alley can play, man. I'll never forget the week this year Mo Alley had two touchdowns. Is my second highest on tight end. That was a waste of a pick. Um, but that's a fun list. Um, Gesicki, you know, so take take Mike Gesicki and put him in Evan Ingram's role. Shit, take Dalton Schultz. Dalton Schultz can play. Put him in Evan Ingram's role or in Joku and get Dayball in with the Giants. And I think he can produce a quality offense and invest draft picks and such in your offensive line. But I think he's going to go to Miami. I think Dayball will straight wreck fools in Miami with Tua and Waddle and a, a big O line investment because I think they'll, they'll they'll get more weapons too. Which, speaking of the Dolphins, um, the unfortunate thing 
about these super, super early 2022 drafts. Duke Johnson is not in the player pool. I was looking for him when I was doing my rankings to see where his ADP was. Um, yeah, Silas says the Giants want Flores, which I think that's fine too in terms of turning the team around. Flores is a good coach. Um, Eric asks, are you hopping in another draft or capping it at this one? I think I'm going to have to cap it at this one for about 50 minutes in and still got a few more rounds to go. <sighs> Silas, I hope you have enjoyed your time um, doing work for Spike Week because uh, it's about to come to an end. Now I'm just going to tilt draft two quarterbacks. Baker. Can't believe I have to take Baker freaking Mayfield because you just took Daniel Jones for me. Silas, Silas, Silas. So if you're listening on the audio, you can sense the frustration in my voice. And it is uh, because uh, I lost out on Daniel Jones, which what a, what a sick thing to be upset about on the 28th of January. <laughs> um, all right. God, Brian Edwards is so bad at football, but uh, actually, here we go. We're buying, we're buying more, uh, we're buying more Broncos. If Rogers goes to Denver, late round KJ Hamler is going to be very fun. I'm not sure exactly how their how their skill guy stuff will break out. Obviously, they re-signed. Um, you know, they, they have everybody coming back with Sutton, Judy, and Tim Patrick. But I mean. KJ Hamler could absolutely smash if they get Rodgers or if they get Russ, right? Or if they get Deshaun Watson. Um, as Silas says, Spike Weeks, KJ Hamler season would be Spike Week time. And then Eagles, Eagles, one of the best best ball players on the planet, one of the probably the biggest best ball grinder that exists on the planet, gives out some really good advice. Some really good advice. His best ball advice, his best. Best ball advice over the last four years is just don't draft New York Giants. Take them out of the player pool. Don't worry about it. And you're good. Pretty good advice. Pretty good advice. Um, so we got 16 picks. I definitely need to get one of these quarterbacks. And I think... Huntley is a pretty interesting super late round early 2022 quarterback with so many teams being quarterback needy. You know, I think Huntley definitely um, proved actually like Trubisky as well to, uh, to get a starting job next year. I think, I think Trubisky probably gets a starting job next year. We were talking about Brian Dayball, <clears throat> something I was thinking about Brian Dayball, what, what the Panthers should have done. This triggers me when I start to think about these kinds of things and you think about how good, um, certain certain situations could be for uh, for combinations of of players, coaches, whatever. Um, if the Panthers <laughs> had just fired Matt Rule, it, it, and if they wanted to fire Joe Brady, whatever, that's fine. But if they had also just fired Matt Rule through the freaking Brinks truck at Brian Dayball and then got a quarterback. I, I I legitimately believe they could have brought if they if they hired Brian Dayball, they could legitimately have brought in Mitch Trubisky, who if you didn't if you didn't know Mitch was the backup quarterback for the Bills this year. Um and what is interesting about uh, like some lead some league sentiment is that Mitch is like a lock to be a starter. Someone's going to pay Mitch to be their starter. Um, this coming year because everybody believes that Matt Nagy and the Bears were so incompetent that it wasn't Mitch's fault that Mitch can actually play and Dayball that kind of would speak to that like Dayball would back that up so anyway if the Panthers throw the throw the bank at at Dayball with DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson and Christian McCaffrey and Terrace Marshall and they get Mitch Trubisky for uh, definitely he would be affordable and then 
invest everything in the offensive line. The defense is already good. Like the defense is legit good. And then you just invest all, you don't have to get any skill guys. You have good skill guys. And you get a cheap, you know, you get a cheap quarterback who has played with this coach, this, you know, the best offensive coordinator in the league, the best offensive mind in the league that turned Josh Allen into a superstar who has worked with this guy. And then you just, you know, their offensive line was just dreadful. So you just invest your draft picks, you invest free agency, uh, you know, obviously you sign uh, free agents on the offensive line. I've just been, I was just like dreaming about this scenario. And instead, and instead they keep Matt rule and they sign. Oh my God. Uh, why am I blanking on Panthers offensive coordinator? Ben McAdoo. They keep Matt rule <clears throat> and they, um, uh, Add Ben McAdoo as the offensive coordinator. What are we doing? What are we doing? Okay. So I'm taking Davis Mills as my third quarterback. I have nine wide receivers. I would probably, let me just take Mills and then no more quarterbacks. I probably, I think I'm going to take a third tight end. And then a tenth wide receiver. We'll we'll see. Fant, Fant and Logan Thomas is probably fine. I'm gonna look at wide receiver here. Oh good lord! Oh Paris Campbell is my guy. It's Paris Campbell bounce back season. I took him in my first 2022 draft. Um, Paris Campbell was like a guy we were taking. I know he got hurt, but Paris Campbell was like a guy we were taking pretty frequently um, in 18 in 18 round drafts last year. And now he's a 19th, 20th round pick in uh, in these. I think that's a little bit silly. I did want to double back. Steve says, Deontay Harris had more fantasy points than Brian Edwards and was 90th percentile in the NFL in air yards per snap, average yards after the catch targets per route and yards per route run, round 20. Yeah, um, the issue with Deontay Harris is that Michael Thomas was out. <laughs> and Michael Thomas is back. And Deontay Harris, the 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 I, I'm I'm not a I am not a uh, Brian Edwards guy. So let's just get that out of the way. Deontay Harris is five foot six, one hundred and seventy pounds, um, and and is you know never ever going to be anything more than the third fiddle to Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara. And now Sean Payton is gone. They are seventy million dollars over the cap and have Taysom Hill as their quarterback. So, um, I, I, you know, those, those data points are factual and I'm not refuting them because they are factual, but um, Michael Thomas is about to be back and the situation is only going to get worse for the saints. So um, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not personally super excited about Deontay Harris, although I, I totally understand it. He's an explosive player. He's a fun, he's a fun little, fun little player. Like real life player, had a couple good weeks this year. Uh, looks like he's a free, he's a restricted free agent. He's also a restricted free agent. So, uh, yeah, uh, I, I don't think Deontay Harris is better than Paris Campbell, and I will go to the grave with that. I do like shout out Dave, Davis Mills. I, I, Davis Mills was. I was not a Davis Mills fan when he first started getting to play for the Texans. He looked really bad to me. And man, did he did he really start to kind of impress me over the course of the year? And then he, is he like an elite NFL quarterback? No, of course not. But I, I think the Texans are very confident um, in keeping him as their starting quarterback next year. They're still going to be horrible. And so why not just keep Davis Mills as your starting NFL quarterback? get another top three pick and see if he can keep progressing. Don't take this quarterback class is terrible in the NFL draft. So don't take one in this one, just keep rebuilding the team and see what they got in him. They're going to be losing plenty. Davis Mills is going to have to throw plenty. I I think he's going to be a viable late round quarterback. (laughs) If you think Ian book is the quarterback, 
then you don't want a single saint on your team. If you don't, if you do not, if you think Ian Book is going to be the Saints quarterback, then you should not draft a single Saint because <laughs> that's a disaster scenario for for all of the Saints. <clears throat> Ethan says, "Do we know if tournaments will be twenty rounds as well?" Um, I cannot confirm this, but um, in the little conversation, I feel like I since they've launched this and it's 20 rounds, I feel like I can say from the conversations that I had with some folks from underdog that I do believe that this is what's going to happen. Yes. I do believe that they are going to move to 20 rounds. It doesn't mean that is for sure going to happen, but I think that that is what is going to happen. But this is a lot of fun. I don't even, I, I, I don't really like my team to be totally honest with you. I did take Brady 53 picks after ADP. So that was pretty fun. Brady, for, for the audio versions, uh, audio listeners, Brady, Baker Mayfield, Davis Mills at quarterback. Mind you, again, 20 rounds. Robust running back, four running back team. Antonio Gibson, Travis Etienne, Josh Jacobs, and Devin Singletary. With Cooper Cup, CeeDee Lamb, Robert Woods, Cortland Sutton, DJ Chark, Will Fuller, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Sterling Shepard, KJ Hamler, Paris Campbell, Noah Fant and Logan Thomas at tight end. Did Tutu just go? Somebody took, Shane took Tutu from you. Shane took Tutu. Yeah, um, I've, I have sort of mixed feelings on the 18 versus 20 round um, thing, Ethan. I, uh, I, th I think the variance of the 18 round thing is actually pretty good for tournaments. Um, but obviously it's, it's a little more fun to do 20, 20 rounds and, uh, be able to kind of, you know, have those extra players. It can be obviously frustrating when you have a good team and you might lose a couple of guys and just be drawing dead. Just even though, like last year, you could have drafted JT cup, Debo, Lenny, something like that. And, and still be drawing dead because you lost a couple of, of key guys to injury. And so I definitely see both sides of, of the situation. So. I'm either going to go running back or wide receiver or tight end here. <laughs> I'm not going to take, I, I might take Parham though, because wide receiver is pretty bad. Yeah. Let's go with a third tight end and let's go Parham. We'll go Donald Parham. I've been, I've been fading Jared cook since he was um, on the Rams the Rams paid Jared Cook a whole boatload of money. I am, a, as you see from St. Louis shirt, I am born and raised in St. Louis, and I am a big St. I was a diehard, diehard St. Louis Rams fan. The Jeff Fisher era signed Jared Cook to a monstrous contract, and he was one of the worst football players I've ever watched in my entire life. <clears throat> He'll make a couple of big plays. Here and there, but he doesn't. He's not interested in blocking anybody. He's not interested in um, going particularly hard in the pass game and and making tough catches. And so I have been fading Jared Cook as he gets older every single year. And so why not invest in the the guy who should hopefully take over a bigger role now that Jared Cook is a free agent? I can't imagine that the Chargers are going to bring uh, Jared Cook back. They might bring somebody better than Parham in, but I can't imagine that they are going to uh, bring Jerry Cook back. So just to recap really quickly with some of these comments, AJ says this draft has been a lot of fun. Great way to start the 2022 best ball grind. I agree. That was fun. I don't like my team. Um, Silas sniped me way too many times. You guys are too good at this. And so that was uh, definitely not going to be my favorite team of the 2022 draft season, but it's fun to start. To start dabbling, I think we had some fun conversation around a lot of different players. I think you guys brought up some really good points about different players, different teams, free agents, all that kind of thing that's going to help us when, you know, new contests are going to be launching very, very soon, right? With the rookies. Rudman was in. Nick Rudman, shout out Rudman, um, from Underdog, is is was in the chat mentioning that the uh, new contests with the rookies are going to be dropping very, very soon. So that's exciting. So hopefully this will help with just kind of 
getting our brains around 2022 for when those contests drop, because I think, you know, uh, people worry about drafting early, like as it relates to like uh, best ball mania. Right. But like these, I think last year was called the war room, like these war room contests come out and everybody's drafting in the same environment. There's no concern about drafting early. Like, Oh, is my guy going to get hurt? Because every that, that that's when everyone is drafting. It's like a pre NFL draft contest. That's it. So we're all dealing with that. And so I want to do, I, I want to do a bunch of those. And so this, hopefully I'm sure if you're watching this, that's something that you're probably interested in too, because you're a sicko watching a 2022 draft on January 28th. But um, I think it's good to kind of get the the brain flowing. It's already starting to think about 2022 and, and um, just all the different scenarios that we have to think about all the different free agent destinations, the rookie prospects and all of that. So um, that is going to do do it for this draft stream. As always, we're back every Friday doing different forms of drafts, right? Did 2022 this week, did playoff best ball last week. We'll get into something new. Maybe, maybe we'll do some sophomores, juniors drafts. Maybe they'll have the war room, you know, launched in a couple of weeks. Drafting is never going to stop on Fridays. We're going to keep Friday's always going to be a drafting day of different formats. Baseball's coming soon, right? NBA playoffs are are coming soon. We'll have tons of different contests that we can dive into. But uh, be back on Monday with Best Ball Lessons. Be back with a couple of new shows. Can't give it all away, but a couple of new shows next week. And then, of course, Best Ball Bros on Wednesday. Content keeps rolling. Thank you, guys. I'll see you guys next week. Have a good weekend. Later.